and save your sermons for someone that's afraid to love. If you knew what I feel, then you couldn't be so sure. And I'll be right here, lying in the hands of Paul. Today on Lying in the Hands of Paul, Trevor Farms and Chels. Talking about funny stories that have happened to them in the past Dave Matthews Band shows. Funny stories in general that happened to Dave Matthews Band shows. We also had some submits from uh, listeners that wanted to have their stories included in this podcast as well. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Thank you for listening to Lion Hands of Pod. Drink and be merry, y'all. I'll be right here, lying in the hands of Hello, Chelsea. Hey, Palms. What's up? Oh, another day in paradise, as it always is. For sure. Hola, Trevor. How's it going? Hey, Trevor. It's going. It's going, fellas. I, and fellas and ladies, I should say. I'm, uh, <laughs> needless to say, tired. I've been uh, working on and off since Tuesday, so today was my day of rest. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we were actually uh, supposed to record on Thursday, as you all know, but the listeners don't know. But uh, I uh, we had everything ready and set to go. I ran to the store for some brewskis before we started, and I got to the store getting ready to pull out. And I had um, a lady message me at a place that I usually play music at, and I guess I'd told her at some point in time that I would fill in for the guy that usually does uh, karaoke, and I did not write it down on my calendar of events at all. And um, she said, uh, "She said you're supposed to be here, aren't you?" And I said, "Not that I'm aware of." And she said, "Yeah, we have you written down to start at uh, at uh, nine thirty, and by that time it was nine o'clock." And I was like, "Well," and got to think. I'm like, "Well, you know, money's nice, so I might as well go ahead and try to do it." So I loaded up everything in the car and headed in. So we didn't get to record Thursday night like we wanted to, but we, here we are on Sunday, and uh, we were ready to do this. What? What? Irresponsible. <laughs> well, I mean, with that being said, we've all had our uh, kind of things that have stopped us from recording. So I think we're all uh, even now. Uh, At this rate, yeah. That's true. Officially even. So, but uh, yeah, we're going to talk about some uh, funny things that have happened to us and um, in the past and some funny things that have happened to people at uh, Dave shows and uh, Dave Matthews band shows, I say, because some people do get offended when you refer to the whole band as just Dave, but you know, whatever. They're but idiots. um yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's whatever. I mean, I, I think you know who we're talking about. No, I don't about think it's whatever. I think just, they're just idiots. <laughs> snowflakes. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. snowflakes. <laughs> there you go. Hit it right on the head. Hit it right on the head. Um, For sure. But yeah, um, so we're going to talk about some funny things that have happened to us and to some friends and some people at Dave shows in the past. Um, does anybody have a super intriguing story that they want to start off on? I don't have an intriguing one. No, I just have funny ones. And you just have funny typical, ones. Yeah, it's well, just since, typical drunk girl stuff. But one of them is not. Well, since you were the first to speak, then I, I guess <laughs> I guess you get to go first, Chelsea. Well, I have like an all night event kind of thing. Um, it was I want to say in two thousand and five. Um, a friend of mine had gotten me tickets. His radio station. His TV station had tickets, so we got lawn seats. And my friend um, Dags and I decided to go. We had met on Ants. And so on the way to the show, another friend had contacted me and said, hey, I got VIP passes. Do you want them? I said, shit, yeah, I want them. 
So it became this huge thing for Dags and I to figure out where the VIP entrance was and to meet the guy that we had to meet to get the VIP passes. And then nothing was really happening, so we went out to the lawn and met his friends. Well, at the end of the show, we went back to the VIP area, and we're standing there, and we're just talking, and the shadow on the other side of the fence walked by, and Dags yells, shit, that's Leroy! (laughs) And he stopped, and he looked over, and he waved, said, have a good night, and then just kept walking, and he was like, oh my god, we just saw Roy, that's so fucking cool! He was so excited that that's all he talked about all the way to the car. And then we got to the car. And as we get there, we noticed that his driver's side rear view mirror had been knocked off and was on the ground. And it was his sister's car. And he was so upset. It was just like, he said, that doesn't matter. This won't ruin my fucking night. We fucking met Roy. <laughs> I was just about to say that escalated very quick. Yeah. <laughs> that went from Super zero happy. to ten in like no time flat. It was zero to ten and then back again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a that's an interesting interesting night to say the least. I mean, something so good and then something so bad. I mean, it would be one thing, I guess, if it's your car, but if it's somebody else's car, that makes no. A if worse. you go into like those doctors' offices and they have like those those picture charts of emotion so you can just point at like each emotion like yeah. chelsea's story just had every single picture from that chart in it <laughs> right. absolutely it was all over the place it was a rainbow of emotions well that's that's what the shows do to you sometimes absolutely so um yeah i uh i, I was just thinking while you were talking i think it's um it's funny how you'll you'll kind of see those people uh, Cause like, uh, you know, I'll see people when we go into shows and like, you know, you're kind of standing in line for a while talking to these people and, or like, you'll see somebody in the concert having a good time. And then you'll kind of see that same person afterwards or, you know, on the, in the lots waiting for everybody to get out. And it's like, they're having such a good time. And then as soon as that shows over, they're in such a shitty mood. <laughs> it just oh, goes yeah. from so happy to like awful in, in, in a matter of no time. Yeah. Somebody today on, on Facebook and like the DMB family was talking about how, you know, like after shows, how there should be meetups in the airports and stuff like that. And somebody brought up a good point. Like you can, uh, in so many different places after shows in airports or on trains, like you can just tell who has been to a DMB show with you because there's just like a bunch of zombies wearing bracelets and wristbands and everything. I mean, it is just, it's obvious after a show, you know, who's been to the shows. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I absolutely know what you mean. And here's a kind of funny one for you. I don't know if I've talked with you guys about this or if I've mentioned it on the pod, but uh, this year we were on our way up to uh, um, Burgesstown to see the show. And um, we had read on um, the venue's Facebook page that if you were to buy a Pennsylvania fast play lottery ticket that you got to pass the lines and go into a separate line just for yourself. For oh, I heard some about that, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we had my wife and um, me, and my wife, and three other people in the car. So we're all like, "Yeah, shit, is there You know, it can't be any more than a few dollars." So we we stop at this gas station that's a few miles from the venue that we always stop at. Um, you know, use the bathroom, get a quick drink, whatever. And um, so we're standing in line. I, I've I've literally never bought other than like a scratch off ticket. I've never bought like a lottery ticket in my life, so I didn't know what the hell was going on sure. or what I was doing. And we're kind of standing in line. And um, the place is real busy, obviously, because it's right up the road from the venue. And all like all five of us are standing in line to get lottery tickets. And there's these two kind of 
we'll say uh, outdoorsy. I don't want to say redneck, but you know, <laughs> okay. kind of, you know, kind of looks like they like country music a lot. <laughs> Standing in line getting stuff, and they're like, yeah, you know, there's a there's a Dave Matthews concert going. I wouldn't pay a dollar to go see him. I, I live so close to the venue. I could I could stand outside and listen to it, and I still won't do it. And then this guy goes, uh, I'll tell you what, though, the best concert I've ever been to is Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> like, oh, God. Jesus. Jesus Christ. And I really wanted to say something, but I'm like, um, it's kind of not my place, and I'm kind of in the wrong place to say anything. Yeah, you're like, lose-lose in that situation anyway. Yeah, these, these guys might kick my ass. Yeah, you're but, never uh, going to convince them otherwise. If Jimmy Buffett's the one and Dave is just zero to them, <laughs> you're, ne- yeah. you're never going to no. win that argument. No. Absolutely. So we bought our lottery tickets and uh, we headed into the show and got in, but I just thought it was – it was funny because, um, uh, you know, out of nowhere, these people were like, you know, Jimmy Buffett's awesome. Dave Matthews sucks. Yeah, that's hilarious. Oh, no. So uh, what what do you got, Trevor? I'm sure you got some interesting ones for us. Yeah, so a lot of mine, I wouldn't say are necessarily funny, but I have some stories just about like some interesting and uh, some crazy shit that's happened. And it seems like, especially on shows that I go to that are multi-night shows, it seems like just for whatever reason, like crazy shit happens to me or crazy shit finds me or I find crazy shit. So Chicago of 2011 is the caravan year. I believe that was 2011. Um, I went to all three shows there and that was just, by the way, that was like the shittiest venue I have ever been to in my entire life. And that plays into this too. Uh, So this was this old, I want to say it was like this old warehouse or it was just some sort of like an old industrial building that had been torn down years ago it was on the lake and they decided to use it as a concert venue and uh, there were still like shards of metal sticking up out of the ground like some like six inches some a foot so i mean you couldn't even see them they did this this entire grounds they just sprinkled wood chips everywhere and they're brand new wood chips so by the end of the night like no shit you would go home and you would blow your nose and just black shit would constantly come out of your nose Oof. And it was it was awful. It was just a horseshit venue. And the worst part was from Chicago, it was a ways out. So you had to ride a train there and then you get off the train and then you'd have to stand in line for a bus because it was about a mile away. But that mile from the bus or from the end of the train to the venue was like the absolute ghetto to the point where like if people tried to walk it, cops would come and pick them up and drive them the rest of the way because they would not trust anybody to walk that distance without getting killed. I mean, it was, it was just horseshit. So we go and we're there in night one and it's like damn near a hundred degrees. And, uh, uh, you know, obviously good show and everything like that. And we go back and we're waiting on the, to get in the buses to get back to the, to the uh, train. And I mean, it took hours and you're standing there and it just took ungodly amounts of time. And, uh, so the second night, so I was there with one of my really good friends and uh, his cousins were there and they like they came to Chicago with us basically because they wanted to spend money. That's what they were there for. They came to Dave Matthews because there's another way in Chicago to spend money. But like every day during the day, they were going out on all these excursions and they were just blowing cash like crazy. So on the second night, we start walking towards the buses and we're complaining about going to the buses and this dude's cousin is like, no, 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 you come with me, come this way. And he brings us over, and he had paid for a limo. So we get into the limo, and this dude is like Eastern European. His name is – I'm pretty sure his name was Michael. It was like Mikel. And 
uh, this dude, like he brought us around, toured the city, uh, showed us the whole city that night. He brought us to the Billy Goat Tavern in Chicago, which I don't know if y'all are familiar with that. Have you heard of that before? No, I've never heard so, of it. So I don't know if you've ever seen the bit on – they're really famous around there uh, in Chicago. But if you've seen the bit on Saturday Night Live from a long time ago, I think Bill Murray was in it. But they talk about like cheeseburger, cheeseburger, and they're like frying up cheeseburgers and taking orders and everything. That was, that was filmed there at the Billy Goat Tavern. Um, so we go there and we eat and the dude buys us all dinner. So then the next night we go and my friend and I are watching the show up close to the stage and his cousins are back further towards the back again. And we're just hoping as we're walking out that they've rented this limo again, but it's like 400, 400 bucks a night. And we're just hoping that they rented the limo again. And sure enough, they, uh, they rented the limo and, uh, we get back in this thing and we're cruising around with the guy and he asks us, he's like, so who, who did you guys see? Who did, who are you watching? And we go, Dave Matthews band. And he's like, Dave Matthews band. And we're like, yeah. And that, I think it was one of the nights he'd played American baby. And, oh, yeah. uh, and, um, we're like, yeah, you know, um, American baby, Dave Matthews, we had it in our head and we're singing. He's like, Oh yes, Dave Matthews. I love Dave Matthews. And he goes, I have Dave Matthews. And uh, he goes on his iPad and he turns on American Woman by the Guess Who and starts singing along, thinking that it was Dave Matthews because <laughs> American Woman and American Baby apparently, I mean, his English, let's just say. It's got American his, in yeah, it. His so. English was <laughs> about that good. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was, just, uh, that was just a cool experience getting to tour around the whole, the whole city in a limo and having it paid for and... Um, you know, getting to go to a famous restaurant and yeah. that was just a pretty so, cool experience. So to all those listeners out there, Trevor goes to the shows in style. Well, no, right? no, no, I do not go. I so don't he go. Said, Fuck your carporting. I'm getting a limo. No, I don't go to the shows in style. I leave the shows in style. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Fancy. Gotcha. Well, if you're ever in my city, make sure you pick me up in a limo. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Well, right? hey, listen. I would never have paid that kind of money for that in my life, but I'm glad that somebody no. was willing to do it for me. Absolutely. No, that's, that's, that's awesome. It's bad. You come to the gorge and do that for me. Yeah, I wish, I wish I could. <laughs> yeah, you you got to get me on a plane before we even talk about a limo to the, for the gorge. Yeah, no kidding. Although I did try to sit down and, uh, my wife, I kind of told her about the gorge and she's like, well, we should go. We should go. I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to fly. And she's like, Oh, come on. You can fly. You can fly. And her parents live, uh, well, her fa- parents' family live in Puerto Rico, and she's like, well, I kind of want to take Hendrix uh, to Puerto Rico. You know, we should fly down to Puerto Rico. She said, if you fly to Puerto Rico, then I'll fly with you to the gorge. I'm like, uh, well, at least I'm flying over water if I go to Puerto Rico. Yeah, there you go. But, uh, yeah, no. I'm, you I'm have to tell to yourself, dude, that you're more likely to get into a car accident and die than you are in the, into a plane and die. So I can tell myself all that. I tell myself that all day, but. The question is, do I truly believe that? Yes. And, yeah. Hell yeah. I don't believe it's it. Safe. I mean, I know that it's, it's definitely true, but I just, I would much rather, I feel more comfortable behind the wheel of a vehicle. But, yeah, uh, for a real fucking long time. Phones, so, what story you got for us? Well, yeah, I mean, dude. Let's, I mean, where do I start? Um, I'll just rattle off. I'll just ask you guys real quick a qu- quick question, then I'll go into one. Have you ever, like, I mean, I know Chelsea, it's been a while for you, but I mean, Trevor, you go see them every year, or at least every year they tour. Correct. Um, 
do you ever go to the same venue and see like the same person? Like you don't really know oh, yeah. them that well. You see them, but like for instance, there's a girl that likes Dave Matthews band that lives like I don't know, fifteen, twenty minutes up the road and like she lives in Clarksburg. We're friends on Facebook and everything, but like every year I go to a show, I always see her there. Yeah. When I was in Berkeley two thousand and sixteen, I turned around and there was a husband and wife standing behind me. And I recognized them and I couldn't figure out, figure out from where or how, but I definitely recognized them. And I asked them where they were from and they were also from Minnesota. And I had been to other shows and met them at other shows like at Alpine. Uh, and they were, yeah. they just happened to be literally right behind us at Berkeley on the other side of the country. Yeah. It's funny. Like I'll see people I went to high school with that, that I didn't even know were going to be at the show. And then there's the people that I know they're going to be there and I'm like, Hey, you know, Hey, we should meet up. But yeah, it happens um, a lot really. Um, yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, I'll start off with uh, this one. Um, so one year uh, we were going to obviously Burgesstown because that's just about the only place that I can uh, a afford to go and b it's it's because it's so close. But, um, you know, we had a good day uh, in the lots, you know, just kind of getting sauced up and having a good time. And um, so, you know, it's time to go into the show and, and the forecast to call for rain all day long. All I mean, all day. And um, it didn't rain at all. So, you know, we're kind of getting all excited and happy. Like, yeah, we're going to be able to go to the show without it raining. And like, we were under the pavilion at Burgerstown because there's pavilion. And then there's like, I want to say like 10, 15 rows, like past that's not under the pavilion. That's still in like the theater section, uh, seating. And then, you know, the lawn. So we were, we weren't in the rain. So we knew like, you know, we get into the concert, we're going to be all right. It's not a big deal. So we get into the, or I mean, we, we leave the lots and head up and, um, they're, they're pretty, um, not strict about drinking and everything in Burgerstown. So, I mean, like we take a few beers with us and carry it up as we walk to the venue. Yeah. And um, at Burgerstown, I don't know if they've stopped doing it this way because they haven't done it the past few shows that I've been there. Um, we went to Farm Aid there in the summer and we did, they did do it. But like I went to um, Matchbox 20 and Counting Crows and um, they didn't do it there. But there's a there's a parking lot right by the main road entrance and it's a really big parking lot. And we, every show that I'd been there since I was in like a teenager, they always put you in that lot. And then there's a long walkway that it feels like miles and miles. And it's probably just like right around three fourths of a mile somewhere in there to get up to the actual venue from the parking lot. So, I mean, it's a good little walk and it's not that bad, obviously on the way in, but on the way out, you got all these people trying to fit into like a 10 foot wide section, this single file. And it's just a, it's a bunch of fuckery. So Anyway, we start walking into the venue from the lot since it's not raining. Well, we get halfway up there, and it just starts it, it starts pouring. I mean, torrential downpour all over us. We're getting soaked. So I had had my personal cell phone with me, and I had had my uh, work cell phone at the time with me. So I get uh, inside, and um, both phones aren't working. They're not turning on. I mean, they're, they're, just, they're, they're not working at all. Mind you, I've been drinking all day, so I'm really – I don't want to say that I'm like blackout drunk, but I'm almost there. Um, <laughs> and I don't do that often. So I learned my, learned my lesson that show. But so, you know, I get in, my phones aren't working. I was wearing a pair of like gray and I kid you not, they were Sean John shorts <laughs> and uh, they were gray. And I was wearing like, um, like cloth boxer briefs underneath, you know, not to get too graphic for all the, the people out there, but they were um, like striped and had like red and black and blue, bunch of colors on them, whatever. So it had rained so much that the dye in my uh, boxer brief underwear had bled through my shorts. 
So I've got oh, nice. I've got lines <laughs> all over these gray shorts, and like that's from. I know that they're from my underwear. I don't know if everybody else knows it's from my underwear, but they're from my underwear. So you know, I've got stains on my shorts from my underwear. My cell phone's not working, and I'm 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 obliterated. Now the first t- the first thing I do when I get into a Dave show is I go to the merch table because I want to get what I can get before they sell out of it. You know, posters, Same what, shirts, what have you. Yep. Um, so that's, I just, I remember being drunk, but I knew I like, that's where I want to go. And I was with, um, it wasn't my wife that was with me. It was my ex. It's been, you know, six or seven years ago, probably. And I remember like, I, I get up to the table, I start looking and then I'm starting thinking like, I'm getting really sick. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and like I was, you know, you always see those people at the show that the show hasn't started, but they pregame so hard in the parking lot that they can't walk straight and they're falling all over themselves. And you're like, that guy's having a fucking terrible. Well, I mean, you could look at him and say he's having, <laughs> he's a, having a great day time. or he's having a great day, you know? Yeah. So that was me. So my phones don't work, you know, they're soaked from water, they're not working. So I go to the bathroom and I leave my ex behind. And I'm in the bathroom, uh, chunking, just blowing, blowing just everywhere, just puking everywhere. Oh, my God. So, so I get out, right? And I'm like, all right, I'm good. I got my second win. I'm ready to go. As soon as I step out of that bathroom, round two hits me. And I've got to turn right back around and go right back into that bathroom God, and puke my guts up again. So never I done come that. No, oh, I've done it. And like I said, I learned my lesson. I've never been that bad ever since. So I get back out of the bathroom, right? And the first thing I'm thinking is, well, I left her at the merch table, so she's probably still at the merch table. So I meander, and I say meander because it was fucking a sight to see my way up to the merch table. And I'm looking for the my ex-girlfriend that I was with. And I'm looking around, looking around, and I, I don't see her anywhere. And then I'm like, my cell phones don't work. How the fuck? And obviously you'll get, I was this drunk. I'm like, how the fuck am I going to find her? Like, where's she at? I don't know where she's at. So, you know, I'm, I'm just shit-faced drunk. I'm almost to the point where I'm so drunk I'm crying because I'm lost like a <laughs> child. And I'm like, yeah, this guy is awful. I don't know what's going on. So I then it hits me. I've got tickets. And those tickets, I've got mine and she's got hers, are going to take me where I need to go. Oh, you so, had to sign seats? You were in yeah, pavilion? Yeah, I always buy pavilion. I don't. I mean, I'm not cool enough to get pit tickets, but that's going to change next year. As, a, as you've said before, it's the only place that you – um, that you watch the show for. Yeah, we'll make it happen. But, yeah, I'm definitely going next year and getting pit tickets. But um, so it hits me like, you know, I've got a sign seat. She's got her ticket. I've got my ticket. So I can find my way back to where I need to be. So I'm completely shit faced drunk. I'm sitting there in the seats just like, Ugh, like, <laughs> like blabbering on. I don't know what's happening. And as soon as they take the stage and hit the first note, it was like all that drunkness, whatever you want to call it, it was just lifted for me. And I was A-OK. Now, I probably really wasn't, but that's how I felt yeah. due yeah, to the probably, music. You probably, everyone is still probably looking at you all night like, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? Yeah, that guy's messed up. So, like, I just remember, it's like I said, as soon as the first note of the first song hit, I was just bam. It was like I was awakened from the dead and that's ready funny. to go. And then I just remember this guy sitting, like, a row back and, like, a couple seats over the whole night, just like, yeah, fucking yeah, screaming at me. And, like, I was just like, yeah, right back at him. It was just, but like I said, uh, that was the last the first day and the last time I've ever got completely obliterated drunk. And, I mean, it was like a half bottle of Jaeger. I mean, we were having a good time. Um, so, you know, like I said, that's the first and last time I've ever got completely shit-faced drunk at a show. And, I mean, I still, you know, to this day can remember the show pretty well. But um, it was it was a <laughs> it was a bad night and a good night in, in the same time. You know? Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs>
it's something. I think. Well, I think it's funny for sure. Well, hey, that's what I'm aiming for here. But like I said, I, I still have those shorts to this day, and they are still stained with underwear stains. And I don't mean, <laughs> nice. you know, like I don't mean those underwear stains. I mean, like you know, the underwear color. It's so funny. Like you, you started with this story, and I had no idea where you're going with it, with the whole stained underwear, shorts, and everything like oh, that. Oh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm done with the story. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just saying, like when you started it, I had mm. no idea that it was going that. Pl- I thought it was gonna be something to do with the shorts, and yeah, and then there was Lucy in the sky with diamonds and a bunch of stuff, you know. Yeah. But, I mean. <laughs> No, it's short story long. That's that's yeah, that's, that's what happened on that evening. Now, here's a short story. Um, so one of one of what I think is the funniest things, and I can explain it, but y'all can actually go watch it. Um, Brandy Carlisle actually posted a version of it on YouTube. So at Alpine, when they open the gate, so people like at all venues will sit out all day in line trying to be you know rail during the show in pit, and so they'll just sit there and sit there and sit there. And Alpine is really steep, and you come in pretty much at the very top and uh, so it it is a steep run down to pit and uh, they'll open the gates and they'll start playing like the chariots of fire like the running running with the bull song one of those they'll they'll start playing those songs and people are running in and members of the band will actually come out on stage and watch as people are running down the hill because people are falling they're tumbling down it is absolutely hilarious and brandy carlisle posted a a video from stage of this happening with the music playing. So you can go on YouTube and just type in like running of the bulls, Alpine Valley and find it. It is absolutely hilarious. Yeah. I'm dead. That's on my to-do list. I will definitely do that. Chelsea, what do you got for us? Um, I took, I took a girlfriend of mine to a show. She'd never seen them before. And she was like, well, what should we bring for tailgating? And I was like, let's just bring you know, like a bottle of vodka and some soda. And then we'll just figure it out from there. I said, People at shows are just way too nice, and they always bring too much, and they always share. And she's like, isn't that sketchy? I said, well, no, they're day fans. Day fans aren't sketchy. They're just there to get drunk and have a good time. <laughs> not we, would, we would say that about us, but everybody else is saying the exact opposite. I know. So we get there, we park her car, and we just start walking through the lawn, and I made her leave the soda and the vodka in the car. I'm like, no, there's just really no point. Let's just start walking. And as we hit the first car, people are handing out jello shots. Nice. I'll scream it, go, 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 jello shots. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, no, I promise you nothing will happen. These people are legit. Let's just keep going. So, so we hung out with them for a few minutes, and then we went to the next car. More jello shots. We just literally, I think we hit like 15 cars before we got to the gate. And we were probably pissed drunk, walking crooked, laughing our asses off at nothing. And our faces were red from the amount of jello that we had eaten. So we finally made it to our seats because at the time I was able to afford reserve seats. She, she looked at me and she goes, I'm fucked out of my mind right now. I said, don't worry. It'll, it'll go away. Just, just drink all this water that we bought and and it'll go away. I promise. And so we bought these guitar drinks that Cricket Pavilion had. So she drank the whole thing. And at one point I look over at her and she was throwing up in it. No. I'm like, you're missing the show because you didn't know how to hold your alcohol. The question is, is she threw up and did she drink it after she threw up? No, she had finished it. Apparently, so that would make the story so much better. No, no, but she, I guess she just wasn't really sure of what to do. So I paced my drink at that point because we bought the guitar drinks because I thought the guitars were really cool, but I also had a huge water. So I downed that and let my mixed drink kind of calm down and become liquid instead of a frozen slushy. And then I started to nurse it 
so I enjoyed it. But yeah, she literally inhaled it. Didn't put. I mean, we were in our early twenties, but yeah, she just put that shit down and then started throwing up in it. And I felt bad because I'm like, I'm here to enjoy the show, and my friends over here, her only next to me. It's embarrassing as hell, but I don't give a fuck. I'm here for days, so yeah. she can deal with her own shit. Uh, I'm that, but, <laughs> better her than you, though, right? Yes, it is so, always better her than me. I did just look up the uh, running the bulls at Alpine Valley on uh, on YouTube. <laughs> I gotta say that it's pretty pretty funny. Yeah, dude, Dave. Dave just—I believe it was Dave that was just standing there in, in the video, and he was just kind of just like, "Oh my God, what's going on?" Yeah, right here? yeah, it is hilarious. <laughs> I told you, it's—I find it so funny. See, I'm a, I'm a pretty big guy, so I'm, so I'm assuming that they're all running to get to the pit first. Yeah, right? they're running to get said. to the very front of the pit too to get like first first seat. First dip. First so row, the problem. Yeah. See, but here's the thing. The problem with the pit is, and correct me if I'm wrong. It obviously is first come, first serve when you get to the pit. Correct. It's general admission. So then, the pit. so then you just. So if you want merch, you just buy it online, then, right? Because I mean, well, you're not or, getting yeah, merchandise. I mean, well, at Alpine, they actually uh, open merch tents in the in the lots ahead of time. Oh my god, that would be so nice if that happened to Burgerstown, yeah. but it does not. Yep. So it's we actually, always get our merch ahead of time, so we just don't have to deal with it. When we went in, and we, we went in kind of early because we had those lottery tickets. And it was crazy. We bought those lottery tickets, as I told the story earlier. Um, before I continue, you, were you done with your story, Chelsea? Yeah, yeah. That, that's. The, I mean, I literally – we had to wait a while because she was the one who drove. So we had to wait a while to get to the car <laughs> because she just, she just couldn't hack it. But, yeah, it, it took some time. Chelsea's over here like, this son of a bitch just keeps talking <laughs> and talking. And talking, and then when I think he's going to stop and let me finish. (laughs) Both of y'all. All All right. um, Thanks for listening, guys. Chelsea's going to take this the rest of the show. Uh, You got 45 (laughs) minutes. No, but I was was just going to say real quickly, um, we kind of, like I said, we got the lottery tickets, and we kind of got to go in early before everybody else. And um, we actually, like, we wouldn't have had to wait but maybe five or ten minutes in line to get in there without the lottery tickets. But there was, like, nobody in front of us, so we just went in. Um, But uh, um, so we go in. And I obviously, as I said earlier, the first thing I do is I hit up the merch tent. So I go to the merch table and I'm looking around and some lady that works there comes by and we don't, we haven't been waiting in line for maybe two or three minutes. And you know how it is. There's like 30 to 50 people standing in front of you and there's no like, there's no like straight lines, just like a mob of people standing and you're just trying to kind of, you know, meander your way and squeeze in between people to get up so that, you know, get up there when it's your turn. But the lady walks by, works there and she's like, oh, just so you guys know they're out of posters here. And I look at my wife and I'm like, you can catch up. Right. And she said, yeah. So I bolt up the hill over top of the lawn down to the other side of the venue to the other one. I'm standing in line. I'm like, Hey, you guys still got posters here. And the guy's like, yeah, we got a good bit. So I waited in line there to get posters. But like, you know, that's, uh, I'm a big poster. I just started collecting posters here recently. I know that Trevor, I don't know if Chelsea saw it, but there was a guy on the family page that posted that picture of like his hallway into this room. That was yeah. I know that guy. He's my buddy from Minnesota. Oh my God! Yeah, his, I mean his collection's just, fantastic. Literally, and for those people that don't know what we're talking about or have, or, you know, don't know, you know, or haven't seen or not in the family group, this guy literally had. So y'all like, can go pictures. on the family group. His name is Matt yeah. D'Antonio. You can find it. Was that the Matt that left us a voice yep. message for the last show? Yes. Okay, good deal. Um, so like <laughs> his hallway is. See, I'm good with names, <laughs> but uh, this this guy's hallway into this room um, is he's got like big. Um, just uh, frames, and he's got a fire dancer in the middle of the frame, and then his tickets in a circular um, pattern all the way around. Yeah, he basically made dancer. a poster out of his tickets. And it looks, it looks absolutely phenomenal. It looks great. Like that's, 
that's like definitely something that you can see somebody buying at a store just to put their tickets in like a picture frame just for like that. But um, he just opens the door to this room and it's not a very big room from the looks of it, but like every inch of his wall is just covered in concert posters. Dave posters. And like, yeah, with concert, Dave concert posters, yeah. you know. Um, but I mean, it was just, it was just like I said, I saw it on video and I'm like, Jesus. Like, I, my wife doesn't even let me hang mine up. Like, I couldn't imagine a whole room full of nothing but Dave posters in my house because that would just, it's not a possibility. Yeah. Um, I uh, actually, uh, here's a real quick one for you. So, we're driving into Burgettstown once again, and every story I'm going to tell you is probably going to be about Burgettstown. Um, other than I do have a farm aid story. Um, of course, we were there to see Dave. But uh, um, so we're driving into the lot, and I see this guy, and he's got like these wooden like things that he'd made himself, like Mod Podge, like Dave oriented type things. And um, he's got them, and he's carrying them around trying to sell them to the passing cars. And I'm like, that guy looks really familiar, and I'm not sure who he is. So. We get into the venue and I kind of like forget all about him. And um, he uh, he comes walking by and he's got like two or three different like pieces of wood that he's mod podge like you know Dave's face on or things like this. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm selling these." Well, on the way in, I you know, kind of asked him like, "How much is that?" And he was like, thirty or forty bucks." Something. I'm like, "All right, cool." You know, just didn't think about it. So he's walking around. I had a few drinks. Um, and he comes back by and he's like, "Hey, you got you want one of these?" You know, I've only got like a couple left. So I'm like, "Yeah, man, I'll take it." So what it is, it's um, if I'm not mistaken, it's like a fire dancer. Um, and then it's got like, it, it's like, it's real cool wood. It almost looks like driftwood kind of, or like stained wood. And I mean, it looks really nice. And, um, he had like Mod Podge a picture of like Buddha onto the bottom of it, which I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with Dave Matthews band, but it just looked really cool. So I ended up buying off of him. And, um, so I start talking to this guy and I'm like, yeah, man, where are you from? He's like, I'm from West Milford, West Virginia. And that's where I grew up was West Milford, West Virginia. So we start to talk and, and like, I, this guy lived like three minutes up the road from me my entire life growing up. What? And, um, like, yeah. So like, I, like I knew this guy, but didn't know this guy. So like, you know, we start talking and, and then as I got older, obviously I was a little bit younger then, but you know, this guy is a huge Dave Matthews fan. And, um, you know, it was just, it was funny because like, you know, we were West Milford guys. Like we were both literally from like two minutes up the road from each other and he's selling these things and I bought one, took it home with me because I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to have one of these to take home with me as a souvenir. Well, not only that, but I've got this, you know, that I bought from somebody that lives real close to me and he's like, yeah, us West Milford boys got to stick together. I'm like, hell yeah, man. So I bought one off him. But uh, my wife won't, my wife is um, really religious and um, she thinks Buddha, a, a picture of Buddha on the wall will bring bad juju into our home. So <laughs> she she would not let me hang that on the wall. Um, she was like, well, why don't we just take that picture of Buddha off there because it's just glued on there. I'm like, well, I don't want to mess with it. Like, that was how I bought it. Yeah. So, like, it's literally under our bed. Well, it was under our bed. Um, and we, uh, we we bought it, you know, regardless. I, I, I digress, but we bought a new bed and a new mattress recently and um, it's on the floor, so nothing goes under the bed anymore. But I pulled it all out, and I'm like, that's where that was, you know. But it was just cool because I bought this thing from this guy at a Dave Shade that lived like two minutes up the road from me. Nice. That's crazy. Yeah, I know, right? Trevor, what do you got? Uh, all right. So this is going to be over a couple of different years, this story. And you'll see. I mean, I figure I got to tell a puke story since y'all have told stories that involve puke. Oh, so um, you have a puke story yourself, so I can laugh no, about it, you. It doesn't, no, it doesn't have – it's not oh, puking. You're the only Trevor, one – out of three of these, you're yeah. the only one dumb enough to get drunk enough to puke in a show. Trevor, <laughs> Trevor, Trevor has never puked in his life, ladies and gentlemen. Um, he, oh, is a, he is a, he is a gentleman. He does not puke. Um, 
You know what? I, 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 I kind of, I, I kind of take shade from that, Trevor. Thank you very much for saying that I'm the young one that gets so drunk and pukes in a show. I appreciate it. You know what? I've gotten <laughs> drunk and I've puked many a times, but never at a Dave show. Well, it was Dave. like I said, first and last. Hey, I remember the show. I told you it was like the, the demons were mm-hmm. lifted. Demon, mm-hmm. demons be gone. They were, they were gone. All right, if you say That's so. That's a rich <laughs> Yeah. All right. So <laughs> this starts in. Uh, so in 2011, I told you about the Chicago caravan. After that caravan in Chicago, my buddy and I from Minnesota, and we got into a lot of shows together. We were like, "All right, we've got to keep, we've got to drive out to the gorges here. We've just got to do it. Like this is a caravan year. We're gonna go see three shows at the gorge. He's not really playing a lot of other places. They're gonna play awesome shows. We've got to go to the gorge." So we started putting the wheels in motion and making plans to go out to the gorge. And from Minnesota to basically right around George Washington, it was like 24 hours straight driving. And we're like, all right, we can totally do that with two people, but it would be nice to have another person. So let's try to figure out a way that we can do this. And we found this, this ride sharing app, I believe, or it was like a ride sharing site. And you basically post where you're going. And then people, if they need to ride along the route can, I can't remember what it was called, but they can basically come and say, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm doing the same and I, I need to ride as well. Well, we ended up meeting three people, from posting that um one person was also from minnesota she ended up not coming with us she went there she i think she ended up flying um and then one guy was also from the minneapolis area he rode with us and then we actually picked up this this random girl in um in where was it in billings montana on her way and we brought her to the gorge and uh so that was in 2011 and in 2012, we did the same thing with the guy that we had met from Minneapolis. And that part will come in um, at the very end of this story, the fact that we brought him. Um, so we drove both in 2011 and 2012. We did a 24 hours straight shot out to the gorge. Um, so in 2012, when we go, uh, we're camping at this site. It's called Wild Horse. Um, Chelsea, I don't know if you know Wild Horse. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so it's about, I don't know, it's a couple of miles from the venue. Um, so it's not actually like on premise camping. It's just private campsites. Really. It's, it's fantastic. I, I really enjoy it. Um, and uh, we decided that we were going to go, well, what we did is my friend had somehow won these like VIP packages for the day it was through Volkswagen. And uh, one of the perks was you got to go watch TR three play before DMB that night. So it was like during the afternoon, it was like a three o'clock show in this, you know, premier camping area of, uh, at the gorge and uh, there's no from where we're at I mean we've been drinking all day right so we can't really drive there so we start walking well anybody that's been to the gorge knows that like midday around that area it is fucking hot the sun the sun is just beating down on you and it's hot and uh, I mean it's a different kind of hot that I'm used to now living in Georgia but I mean at that point like coming from Minnesota that was hot and uh we decide to hitchhike and uh, we have cars passing us. No one picking us up cars, passing us, no one picking us up. Finally, a truck pulls over, picks us up. We get in, brings us to the gorge. We get there and uh, it was a pretty cool little thing that, I mean, the, the Volkswagen thing that we won got us like swag bag. We got blankets, sweatpants, all that have fire dancers and like DMB at the gorge uh, emblazoned on them. We got backpacks. We got like those fold up chairs. 
we got all this stuff. But then one of the cool parts is you got this, uh, a Volkswagen car would pick you up and drive you from the entrance to the premier area, uh, camping where TR three was going to be playing. And one of my buddies friends was, uh, camping there and he had a camper. So we go and we decide we're going to have some more beers with him. I mean, we've been drinking all morning at this point and we decided we're going to go and have, have some more beers with him. That was right around, I mean, 2011, 2012, that was right around the time that like, craft beer really started becoming big. And I hadn't really gotten into it yet and didn't really understand craft beer a whole lot at that point. And so we go in and this guy's handing us these beers and they're just like these little bottles. I mean, they're smaller than a 12 ohms bottle. They're small little bottles. And we're like, oh, well, these are cute beers, bud. Like, thanks. Appreciate it. Real nice of you. And we start pounding these things. These things are like 8 like 8% alcohol. We don't know. We're absolutely just pounding these things. And we get shit-faced. And we go out and we watch TR3. And But just by the way, I don't know about y'all. Like, I don't really get TR3. Like, it doesn't really do anything to me if you listen to them. No, I yeah, I'm not a fan of TR3. I've got a good friends that go see TR3. And they're like, you should come. I'm like, eh, Tim Reynolds is awesome, but I'm not really into that. You know what? Tim is awesome on guitar. I, like, Tim to me is an alien. He's like a little alien man. Oh, absolutely. And, the things he does on guitar, I play guitar, and I'm like, what the fuck is he doing, and how is he doing it? It's phenomenal, it? and he looks like an alien, so it all goes together really well. <laughs> but, like, his singing, like, I uh, no thanks. But we're standing there watching him play, and, uh, like, all of a sudden I look over, and I'm like, holy shit, that's Jeff right there taking pictures of Tim. And my brain immediately goes back to the fact that, like, both Jeff and Rashawn go to my, so I'm from a small town in Northern Minnesota originally. And both Jeff and Rashawn go to the small little town, like the university there. It's a college. It is. What is it? It's uh, like 3000, maybe 3000 students, 4000 students, something like that. Like it's real small. And they both go there on a regular basis to play. Like, I don't know. They go to like camps or whatever they do. Right. Like, they play and they help teach and they educate and they do all this kind of stuff. And it's just crazy because like no one, if I tell anybody else in this world where I'm from, they'd have no idea. But I know at that moment when I'm super hammered drunk, I know Jeff knows where I'm from. He knows this tiny little place in the middle of nowhere where I'm from. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, I got to call my mom. Jeff's got to talk to my mom. He's got to tell my mom that he, that he knows where she lives. No way. And that, like, that <laughs> my mom like, in my mind, like, this is what makes sense to me at that moment. I'm like, he needs to talk to my mom, and he needs to tell my mom, hi, lady, I know where you live. And so I get my mom on the phone. Well, so I go and I talk to Jeff for a little while first, and I'm like, all right, I know you know where Bemidji is. You got to talk to my mom. So I call my mom as I'm standing there, and he's just kind of laughing at me. I'm sure he's like, oh, this drunk ass. And I'm, I'm like, mom, I'm here with a guy. He's in Dave Matthews' band. He's going to talk to you about Bemidji. And I just hand Jeff the phone. And Jeff takes the phone, and it was the coolest thing. He takes the phone, and he's like, hey, Mom, how's it going? Oh! And he just starts talking to my mom like he knew her from way back when. And they had this short little conversation about the hometown and how great of an area it was. And I just thought he was the coolest guy. We got pictures. And I just thought that was the coolest little thing. I mean, he could have blown me off completely and, uh, you know, just been like, dude, you're drunk. Get out of here. But he talked to my mom. He was so cool about it. And it was just, I don't know, it was one of those moments where I really – it made me appreciate him a lot more as, you know, an individual for sure. But then, so the puke thing at the very end. So at the, at the end, so I told you that I'd be picked that guy up in Minnesota and uh, going back to Minnesota, my buddy had to get back for work. So he was flying back. So it was just me and this dude that I had only met like one other time. 
that are going to be driving back. And I'm staying at Wild Horse, and he's staying at the Gorge. And the Gorge, like general camping, where he was staying, like I've seen it on all three days. And here's how I kind of would, would describe the Gorge camping for anybody who's not been. Like Gorge, day one, everyone gets there. They set up their tents. Everything's great. They go to the show. Day two, you come. Shit's looking a little rough. Tents are starting to come down. Like everything's still holding up all right. People are doing okay. Day three, like it is District 9. Like <laughs> shit is falling down. People are sleeping in tents that are literally not even in poles anymore. It is just absolute chaos. Like people are scavenging for food. Like shit hits the fan. Well, that's what my friend was doing. He was staying in that. And so I had no idea where he was. And I was trying to get home. And well, I was trying to leave to get home. So I'm calling him. No answer. Calling him. No answer. Calling him. No answer. And we had agreed on the time that we were leaving. Finally, he shows up. And this dude is in bad shape. And it turns out, like he told me, he ate like a bag of mushrooms the night before. Not just like a oh few mushrooms. Like he ate like a bag of mushrooms. And he was in rough shape. And we had to drive. That night, we were just driving to Billings to stay we're breaking it up into two nights still. I mean, I, I want to say it was like a 13, 14 hour drive and we had to stop no shit every 30 minutes along the highway, the entire way to Billings. So he could get out and puke. And the worst was part of that way he was sleeping and all of a sudden woke up and without rolling down his window, puked all over the window. Oh, and we still had like, oh, we still had like eight hours to go. Oh, gross. Nothing we could do about it. Oh, Mitch better pay for a full detail. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That story's awesome. I'm just. I haven't spoken to him since. That story's awesome. I'm just. I'm kind of disappointed that it wasn't you that puked everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a dude who knows how to hold my substances. mm -hmm, Yeah. mm -hmm, Yeah. I'm 25. (laughs) No, if, if we want to have a podcast one day about stupid shit we've done that made us puke. I got tons of stories on that one. Oh, me yeah, too. I could, I could probably add some to that. Too. I think everyone um, out there's got those. So, um, I guess I can go. I, I, I lied when I said it was the last time that I puked at the Dave show because it surely wasn't. You bringing up the puking on the window thing kind of brought up another story. But <laughs> here we go. So here we was, go. Uh, okay, so this had to be. See, 2018, they didn't tour last year. It was just Dave and Tim, um, and my wife didn't go. So this had to be 2016, 2015. I want to say it had to be 16. Yeah, it had to be 16 because my son was born in 16, and my wife was pregnant when we went. So my wife obviously wasn't drinking, so I kind of had the green light to drink. And, you know, we were drinking, having a good time, and we leave the show. And, like, the whole show, I felt fine. Like, I, I was, I was okay. So then I guess we get out of the show, we get back to the car, and it all hits me. And we're pulling out of the lot. And I just remember we had taken my grandmother's car for some reason. And we had my friends, uh, I'm not going to mention their names, but if he listens or she listens to this, they'll know who we're talking about because I don't know how well they'd appreciate me mentioning their names. But um, so, you know, they're fighting with each other and arguing back and forth. You know, they're both kind of drunk. So we get on the, we get on the road out of the venue, and I tell my wife, I'm like, you have to pull over. You've got to pull over. And apparently she didn't pull over fast enough, and I didn't get my window down all the way. <laughs> and oh, boy. I started to blow chunks all over the place. So I get out and realize that, like, oh, my God, this is my grandmother's car. I'm going to take it home, just smelling of puke, and there's puke all over the place. So... <laughs> We get back and 
we on the way back, like I said, my friends, there there are a couple that are arguing. Well, he was shit faced drunk and almost slipped his name out there, but but he was shit faced drunk and we're on the interstate on seventy nine coming from Pennsylvania going back home and they're just arguing, he's like, Fuck it, I'll just leave and he tries to open his door and jump out of a moving car going at least seventy miles an hour on the interstate. And my wife, pregnant at the time, pulls over on the side of the road and she's like Listen here, you motherfucker. She's like, you can get out and walk the rest of the goddamn way, or you can sit back there and shut the fuck up. And I swear he didn't say another word the rest of the way home. So we get into West Milford to take them home, and there's Dollar General. Well, you know, they start arguing again. He's like, fuck it, just drop me off. I'm going to walk. And he lived a good probably two or three miles from this Dollar General. So we drop him off in this Dollar General parking lot. He had taken a case of beer to the show with him, and he took the case of beer out of the car with him and walked home with a case of beer. And his girlfriend was all upset and distressed. So anyway, long story short, I guess he walked home that night. And it was, but like I said, I uh, we get the car back, and my wife's like, "You realize what you did last night, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I puked all over the fucking car." So <laughs> yeah. I had to go out. No hiding it. And, no, I had to go out and clean up the car and. My grandmother, like a couple weeks left, or a couple weeks later, was like, "Did you, did you or somebody puke in my car?" <laughs> I was like, oh. I, "I was like, yeah, that happened." And she was like, "Oh, well, I kind of found puke uh, stuck to the, the floorboards in the car." I'm like, "Damn it! I thought I cleaned it up all the way." And then, obviously, by me saying that, she immediately knew that it was me that threw up all over the car. But uh, yeah, grandmother's car puked on the the, the window and, and the door, and yeah, it was a it was a good night. But as I said, I was fine the whole time in the concert, and as soon as we get out of the concert, I didn't even drink while the concert was going on. I don't I don't believe. But as soon as we got out, it was just like, uh, it was just uh, it hit me and it went everywhere. Just so I puked a few times in my day. I think that that is the last and only puke story I have from a from a concert though. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chelsea, I can't remember. Do you have any more stories? I, well, I have one more full band story, and it's it's kind of a decent one. It has to do more about the actual band than anything. Um, so the last time I saw them was days after Roy died. And it's kind of been the reason why I've been hesitant to go see them again, because that show really sticks out to me in a million ways. Just from start to finish, the show sticks out to me. So my boyfriend at the time and I volunteered for Headcount. And that's actually how I'm going to the Gorge this year as I'm volunteering for headcount. And as we got in, we were talking with the people who work for headcount. And they're like, yeah, throughout the whole tour, the band was out they're, They all play soccer together and they all hang out together. And you have to keep in mind that at the time, this band was falling apart, but they were still out doing things together. And the day Roy died, she said they all stopped communicating. They all started hiding in their trailers. They really stopped talking. There was a lot of crying. And barely any movement from anybody. So it was really rough for everybody to communicate. Hmm. So I worked the show. And every time they came to Phoenix was during monsoon season. So it's always super hot, super humid, disgusting, August weather. And it had yet to rain, ever, at a show. I had never seen it rain. So I we got there. We had lawn seats, so... They start playing for a song, Bartender, right out the gate. Go figure. Yeah. What do you expect with what they had just gone through? Um, and then they played a version of 
uh, Sugar Will. Oh, where yeah, they nice. Love it. Changed the they changed the lyrics to fit Roy. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they played So Damn Lucky. Hmm. This was a few years after Dave's CD had come out. Damn, I think I'd be and, crying at this point. Um, at the point that So Damn Lucky came out, on, on the screen behind them were raindrops on the screens behind them. Shit you not, it started to pour. Wow. And because we were in the lawn, we knew right away. And that instantly triggered me. I was bawling. Like, this is a sign from Roy that they're doing the right thing, that this band needs to stay together, that that he's okay with them continuing. Like, they had canceled the rest of the show. This was the last show until the gorge. They had canceled everything else. Right. So we knew this was going to be the, the it for the night. And it just, I couldn't stop crying. And it only rained for, like, a minute, maybe. But I just, I thought... I was going to die because it was just so depressing. And then after, what song was that? After Old Dirt Hill, they started playing Why I Am as an outro. And, of course, the whole Roy song. And then mm-hmm. we didn't think they were going to do an encore because why would they? But they still did it. They came out. Um, they did Don't Drink the Water. And then they did Two Step with more altered lyrics. And I just, that whole show, like I said, this is why I've been so hesitant to ever go back to another show. Yeah. Because how can you compete with a night like that where you can tell at the beginning of the show, they were all stationary. They didn't move. Nobody wanted to talk to anybody. You could tell like the last place they wanted to be was there, but they knew Roy would want them to be there. But by like song four or five, they had decided we're going to put our all into this. This is our last show for a while. We're burying our best friend in a couple of days. We have to put something into this. So then they all started moving and looking at each other. And, you know, Rashawn and Jeff were there. And it was just this whole new experience. And they had a guest, too, um, for Sugar Will. I think it was Sugar Will. Uh, oh, Cornbread. Danny Barnes was there. Oh, yeah. So he, yeah, so he performed with them, too, that night. But just in in the back of my mind, this is the show to beat all shows. I will never... I don't think I could ever find a show that's going to beat this. Yeah. And that's fair. Just because of how, yeah, just because of how it started, what was happening around the band at the time, what happened to the band yeah. at the time, the songs that they played, the things that they did, just everything about that night was amazing and beautiful. And I don't think I can ever, I don't think I can ever have a better show than that night. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's points in your lives where, you know, a certain show, whether it's your favorite set list or not, or, or anything along those lines, but maybe it's just you're at a place emotionally or something's happening in your life or something that's happening, you know, around you that just makes that night seem extra special. And I can understand completely why a show like that. And I mean, come on, it's Roy, but just in general, I can understand why you say that, how, you know, it's going to be. I totally get that. I mean, I've had experiences like that too, where things stand out because it just meant something so much to me in that moment or the way that they did it in that moment meant so much. So I totally get that. And I think it's very fair that you've held off this long and I'm excited for you to see him again and kind of experience it now, you know, that you've had that time off and just see what you think and see how, you know, the band resonates for you now in person versus how it was back then. Yeah. Especially with buddy in the mix. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear how excited 
Chelsea's after she gets done with yeah, the shows exactly. at the Gorge. Yeah. And then we do a podcast, and then Chelsea will be the one talking nonstop and us not being able to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> well, just so you know, I'm not going to be able to record that weekend. So. Well, obviously. <sighs> well, you're fired. <laughs> you fucking asshole, Chelsea. Fired. You fired. Yep. We're we're gonna find somebody that is going to the gorge, and we'll be able to yeah. record that weekend. And we're gonna have, we're having we're, we can no, record on Labor Day. This is perfect. We're gonna hire somebody at the gorge to replace you, and we're gonna hire them specifically to come and find you and interview you at the gorge on how you're enjoying your experience there. You're not gonna know it, but your replacement is gonna interview you at the gorge. Boom. Oh, you can fuck right off. Boom. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with, uh, I'm with Lying in the Hands of Pod. I'm the newest co-host. Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, no, I just I'm I'm super excited for you for multiple reasons, Chelsea. But like honestly, I I just I, I, from me being able to see the band already this year, and it was early on in the tour, and they're definitely hitting strides even better now. I mean, yeah, let's it's talk about just, that for a second. It's Holy just cow, oh my god, they've been on fire lately. It's so I did hear every, somebody. It say, seems like every show is like. One or two tour debuts now. Yeah, and I feel like I did see somebody say that was it Virginia Beach was like the worst show they'd ever seen on, on the family page, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've seen people complaining about it. Uh, just, I don't understand it. Why? Why would you? Why? But, but, why? so let me back this up. Some other guy posted shortly thereafter, and I love this one even better. He was like, Look, I get it. The worst. The worst Dave Matthews Band set list is still better than the best Nickelback set list. Oh, my God, Trevor. I was just about to say that. I saw that and laughed so hard. It was brilliant, and it's so true. It completely makes sense. Completely yeah. makes sense. So the band isn't allowed to have a bad night. I guess that's just the way it is. Well, it's not even a bad night. It's just that like people – the band is allowed to be. Well, and so here's the thing. Here, I think people are just – they looked at what was happening in the last couple or, you know – maybe, you know, four or five shows going into this show. And they saw all these tour debuts and all the great songs that were being played and the great sets. And they just felt like, all right, we didn't get the tour debuts like everyone else. We didn't get the sets like everyone else. And so they just felt like it was a letdown to them. But at the end of the day, fuck off. I mean, well, and that's like, I went to Burgerstown and I read my set out loud to Trevor on one of the earlier podcasts. And he was like, yeah, that's pretty, that's a pretty solid pretty solid uh set list i'm like yeah you know i've got the best show so far and then like you know two two shows later i'm like son of a bitch like i do not have the best show this season it's just like i i don't understand how like i've mentioned it before i just don't understand how you go to a day show and then come out complaining i don't i mean they're fucking human guys everybody out there they're human they're not going to be perfection. It's not going to be perfection every night. That shows that they're human they're going to mess up like when we see them in burgerstown i forget what song it was but like Dave went into a chorus and the band was still playing the verse. I like that. I like seeing like, oh, you know, hey, a little fuckle there, you know, a little fickle. It's all good. Everything's going to be all right. They're human. Yeah. That shit happens. But yeah, Chelsea, like I said, I'm super excited for you to get to get back into seeing this band that we're, that we're so, you know, so just grateful to be able to hear, you know, year in, year out, every day in our lives. I mean, they just... They they really uh, I think they've really got something going. I mean they've always had something going, but I really think that adding Buddy this year just I mean they really have got a good thing going. And you know that's like we talked about before. You know Dave's came out and said the, the newest member of the family, the newest member of the band. So I think Buddy's here to stay, and that makes me thrilled. Yeah, I he agree. said that. He said in a recent in a recent streaming that, that 
he wants Buddy to continue going on tours with them. He basically said, we have another tour coming on stage in front of the audience that Buddy's here to stay and, and he will be touring with us another time. So that says to us, they're doing it again. Yeah, I'm not surprised. This is, the end of, this is, the end, this is not the end of the Matthews band. Well, I mean, he has, he has his, his band and they are, you know, they are, I believe, a gospel or a Christian band. But, I mean, with that being said, I just, I mean, I, I know that I'm not, you know, popular or famous in any way, shape, or form. But, I mean, if Dave Matthews' band was like, hey, we want you to come on the road with us and play tours, I'm like, all right, yep, mm-hmm. see you later, day job. You know, I yeah. mean, that's just a huge accomplishment. For, I mean, for, plus, for I mean, you to – go ahead, Trevor. Well, I'm just going to say, plus, think about the kind of music. Think about the freedom. I mean, he's literally – Oh, absolutely. It's, it's not like – like, when he went on with Usher, I mean, he, like, had – a certain set, like you play these notes and then you play these notes and then you play these notes in this order. Yeah, that's how my songs off of that, will replace you. Yeah, like that's how the like he's now in a situation where he gets to musically express himself night Freedom. after night after night. He gets to do what he wants. He gets to uh, just. I mean, it, I couldn't imagine a more perfect job for this man's talents and skills, or for any musician that gets to play with Dave. And Dave would ask you to, do you want to do this again? Why would you not choose to do it again? You know what I mean? I mean, it just—it's the most freedom you're ever going to have as a professional musician in a band. No, absolutely. And I mean, but what? what I mean, and you make a shit ton of money. How much does that say to you as a musician when Dave Matthews Band is like, "We want you to play with us"? Yeah, yeah, we want you I mean, every summer for the next un- unknown amount of summers. Yeah. Well, everyone to this point has heard, I'm sure the. The interview that Dave gave explaining the whole Boyd situation, yeah. right? The new, the newest Finally, ones. Finally, we get some clarity. Yeah, so it. we get some clarity, and and then that, and part of that clarity, we kind of talk about exactly what he said too. Yeah, we nailed it. We completely nailed it. And oh, yeah, yeah. And and Dave even said in that interview, Buddy has brought new energy, new life to the band, and that's what we're all seeing. And so why wouldn't you want that? I mean, if he, if we're going to get this same energy moving forward again, perfect. Hell yeah, I want Buddy back. Absolutely. So. I think it's great news. So, real quickly, I just kind of want to throw another quick story out there. But before I want to start that story and make sure I'll, I'll tell if you guys heard this correctly by uh, the, the, the sound of your reactions. But I want to start this story off by saying this: When I was in England, I experimented with marijuana a time or two, and I didn't like it, <laughs> and didn't inhale, and never tried it again. So anyway, <laughs> I didn't inhale and I never tried uh, it again. But crazy. anyway, I'm not going to say a venue. I'm not going to say a place. I'm not going to say a time. But um, I'm not even going to say it was a Dave Matthews band show. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, we're heading up to the show. Um, me or somebody like myself had rolled, uh, you know, a couple of uh, hmm, uh, funny cigarettes. Uh, yeah, some left-handers. <laughs> and... Um, so I'm like, man, I'd really love to take this thing into the concert. And um, but before I start any for, or go any further, I do not smoke marijuana anymore. You know, whatever. But um, I had my past. Uh, so we, um, uh, we're trying to figure out how, how can we get this out. I'm like, people do it all the time. You go into shows, you smell it. How are these people doing it? And I'm like, maybe I should put it in my sock. And then I'm like, eh, who wants to smoke a, smoke, a sock joint? And then I'm, <laughs> I'm like, well, a sock joint. <laughs> where, where, where can I hide? And then I start thinking of like the Rob Schneider skit on, um, on SNL. Like, Oh, what's this? Oh, it's a ceremony or ceremonial ritual piece. What do you do with this? Oh, you can put your weed in there. Um, so, so I'm like, well, where can I hide this thing at? So 
I had my hat on at the time, and I kind of pulled the lip down on the inside of the hat and just stuck it up in my hat. And, you know, obviously, I'd never done anything like this before. I'm getting all jittery, like, oh, God, I'm going to get caught. I'm going to be arrested. I'm going to go to jail. <laughs> so we get in the lines, and, and the guy's like, empty everything out of your pockets. Start emptying everything out of my pockets. And I'm like, please don't ask me to take my hat off. Please don't let me <laughs> ask me to take my hat off. So, you know, he does his little scan. I get in, and it's just like the sense of relief, like I'm the most badass person. Like, I just MacGyver to join into this concert. <laughs> so we mcgruber and we get up on um so we get inside and i'm like well you know we, we kind of gotta smoke this thing man i don't really want to smoke it during the concert so how can we do this so me and my buddy that was with me i was like well let's um let's go on the top of the lawn and just sit there like we're smoking a cigarette no big deal and uh, i'll be damned if we didn't sit there and smoke that thing down to the no one very cares. end well, I know that, but I was a young kid at the time, and I know. Like, I'm I'm rebelling against society, you know. And then here's another quick story, and I might have mentioned this on the podcast before. Um, we went to a uh, Dave and Tim show one time, uh, me and a couple of friends of mine, and we um, once again not going to mention names, um, but uh, we get into the concert, and um, before I, I might have mentioned this before on the podcast, and you can tell me if I have because you guys would probably remember, but. Um, um, you know, before the show, um, we, it started raining. So we kind of, uh, get in a car and we're kind of hot boxing this car out and everything, having a good time. And then I see that the guy that's parked behind us is kind of like peeking in the, in the back glass, like what's going on in this car, you know, what's happening. So, um, he kind of comes around to the window and knocks on the window and, you know, we kind of all had that, Oh shit, it's a cop moment. And then we realized it's just some guy. And he's like, yeah, you got smoke? Yeah, we smoke too, blah, blah, blah. So he has his canopy set up. So we, we get behind his car and we just start chit-chatting. He's like, yeah, find me when you get into the concert. I'll give you my number. I'm like, all right. So he gives me his number and I call him. We find him on the lawn. So he had lawn seats. We had lawn seats. And uh, first and the time I've ever done lawn. But um, we get up in the lawn and um, he pulls the, the fattest of the fattest uh, blunts out of his <laughs> his uh, his pocket. And he's like, yeah, you guys want to smoke this? And, you know, me being me at the time, I was like, sure, you know. And it's just like we we passed that thing around. And, I mean, I don't know how your guys, you view it or if you guys have ever done it at a Dave show or whatever, but it's just like all the songs just completely started making ten times more sense to me. <laughs> and then yeah. we get we get through, and, and my wife's going to be like, I can't believe that you told people on a podcast. It's like, honey, nobody listens to us. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't believe, you know, so we get through with the first one and lo and behold, he just pulls this another one out of nowhere. And he's like, you guys ready for this one? And I'm like, sure, you know, and I just remember standing there looking up at the sky, just being like, yep, I'd like, like Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> just being in perfect place, perfect time. And then my buddy was standing beside me. He's like, dude, you're looking a little pale. I'm like, yeah, I feel a little pale. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you want some water? I got some water. I'm like, yeah, give me some water. And he gave me his water. And it was like one of those big, like, you know, Dave show water bottles that you got. And he had it completely filled up. And I'll be damned if I didn't chug that whole son of a bitch right in front of him. And he did. I was just like, just handed it back to him empty. And he's like, oh, all right. You know, I said a drink, not the whole damn thing. But, you know, whatever makes you feel better about yourself. So, I mean. That was an interesting show, but funny, funny enough, that show, um, real quickly, funny, funny story to end it. Um, so my buddy, he, uh, he likes to drink a good bit and he didn't drink that whole show. Right. And usually he, he drinks and you know, antics happen. We get back to the show and we're leaving and he get in the car and he realizes that he's lost his wallet. And, um, <laughs> so I'm sitting in the car 
Um, and obviously I wasn't driving. I had rode with them, so I was having a good time. I didn't puke that night. Um, <laughs> but um, we get to the car, and he realizes he doesn't have his wallet. So they go back into the venue after everybody's already out leaving to look for his wallet. And I'm like, dude, you're not going to find that thing. It's not in there. Somebody's got it. So he comes back out. I'm sitting in the car. I'm sweating my nuts off. <laughs> I've got the car on full blast on the AC sitting in the front seat. And uh, they come back. I'm like, you find it? He's like, nope, didn't find it. So we end up, we were staying at a uh, KOA. Um, and for those of you that don't know, you guys know what a KOA is, right? Yes. It's a little camping places yep. all over. Yep. Yeah, all over the country. So Camp we had went there. We had went there before and set up our tents and everything. We were staying the night there. <clears throat> and, um, it torrential, like I said, it, I don't know if I mentioned it, but it, it, I mean, it rained really, really hard during the show and obviously didn't cross my mind that we had our tents and everything set up. So we get back to the show and I'm all, I'm all having a good time, fucked up and everything. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, keep drinking when we get back there. And then I go in to lay down and I remember obviously being drunk and going into my tent to lay down and the whole bottom of the tent was like a half inch of water and like my clothes were inside there my pillow my sleeping bag they were all soaked and i'm just like fuck it and i went to sleep on all of that water and woke up the next day with a sore throat uh you know for obvious reasons um nothing funny happened for those of you out there with dirty minds i didn't have a sore throat for any weird reasons but But, uh, you know, I, I ended up sleeping on a half inch of water that night. And it was a pretty cool night because we uh, ended up uh, going um, to uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame the next day. Nice. And uh, kind of just spending the day around town. It was, it was a pretty cool day. But, uh, yeah, so little, two funny stories about uh, marijuana, which I'm sure that most of the people out there uh, obviously have been around or uh, have partake themselves at a Dave show. Not at a Dave show, but I do have it all the way to the Play concert story. On the way to the what? Coldplay concert. Oh, yeah, Gross. I, I, I would have to do op- plenty of opiates and acid mushrooms to enjoy a Coldplay concert, but I digress. Yeah. So, the guy I was dating, well, I mean, this is the same guy who tried to sneak, well, he have successfully snuck a thing of marijuana into the gorge last year. What? Oh, sorry. And, I was going to throw up talking so, about Coldplay. <laughs> 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 so anyways so we got out of the car and he pulls out of his pocket this uh ginger beer now again marijuana is legal here i live in washington state so he goes you ready to drink this i said how much is in that 100 grams and went you realize i don't do that so i'm not gonna be able to drink a lot that's okay i'm a stoner (laughs) i drank a third of that that's like a yeah. lot for somebody, yeah. Yeah, Chelsea, I don't know if you're like far away from your mic, but I can barely hear what you're saying. But okay, I'll move it. So I heard you enough to know I that drink... that's too much for you to drink. Much better. What did she I say? Know. What did you drink? A, a third, third of ginger beer. Okay. And like I remember bits and pieces, like walking into CenturyLink Field and meeting up with a guy who had our Dave tickets to see him at charity show in a couple weeks i don't remember how we got to our seat i do remember commenting about one of the openers how she really fucking sucked live some famous singer i can't even remember her name she's that unimportant but as soon as they hit i was wide awake i remember every second of it nice yeah i probably remember every second of it as the worst moment of my life too yeah. but i mean 
No. Yo, I got holy shit! I just remember this story. That, that was it from shit. the frogs ribbiting outside? Oh, you can hear that? That's fine. Yes, sorry. I can hear. It. It's, yeah. it's great. No, no it's just, not a big deal. It adds ambiance. No, I just stepped outside for a little bit. It's it just quit raining. It's kind of nice out. Um, I'll get out of there though, so you don't have to listen to the frogs. Um, this was like 2006, and I went to a Dave show in in Minneapolis, and uh, I went with. Um, this girl that I was just hanging out with at the time, we weren't, we weren't, we definitely weren't dating, but we were just hanging out and she had an extra ticket and I decided to go. And so just like y'all I decided, Hey, like we were pre-gaming and we were drinking some beers and like all of a sudden they started passing out the funny cigarettes and they have this big old circle going and there's like, they're going like every which way. And it's like, when it gets to you, you got to take a puff and pass. Well, I mean, there was like three of them going around the circle. So it seemed like every two seconds you're puffing. And uh, like, I really didn't do much of that before that point. But holy shit, was my world just knocked out of balance that night. And like, it was to the point where, like I, I told my, I tried to explain this to my friends the next night. It almost seemed like an outer body experience to the point where it's like I could I could see things about to happen before they happened and then they would happen. And an example would be like, I was sitting in the back of this car and we got to the venue and I knew like when I got out of this car, I was going to stumble like three times into this car park next to us. Cause I was so just like out of it. And I got out of the car and I stumbled three times into the car next to it. Like it was like that. Like it was, I was so out of it. It was just unbelievable. But I remember like we got to the stoplight and I was just like, I was trying to hold it together at this point and we get to the stoplight and this big SUV pulls up next to us and uh, like they're revving their engine and all of a sudden they roll it down. And who is it next to us? It's Dante Culpepper at that point, quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. That's badass. He wanted to race us. And like, I like everyone's like, yeah, do it, do it. And I'm like, guys, this isn't a good idea. And I'm like, I'm just freaking out. And uh, it was, it was nuts. That show, we get there. It was Gavin DeGraw opening for Dave Matthews. And uh, I mean, I remember very little of that show because I spent almost the entire show trying to hold my shit together. That was it. Gavin DeGraw is pretty sweet though. In my opinion. It was, you know what? I mean, I, yeah, I, I enjoy him. I've seen him multiple it's times. A, That's time at the Ryman in Nashville. It's a, it's a good thing that Dante Culpepper didn't ha- ask you to have a like uh, wide receiver throwing contest or something. No. Hey, you know what? I actually have another. All right, I'll just tell one one more hey, story. Hey, real quick before you do that, my uh, wife just walked in here, and I'm just curious if um, she has any funny Dave Matthews band stories for us. Did you tell them about the time you puked in your grandma's car? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've, we've, already, we've already covered that. I'm guessing by the sound of your guys' voices that you heard that loud and clear. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> Thank you, honey. She got that Thank little southern accent. Me. Yeah, she's she's Puerto Rican though, so I don't know where the southern accent comes from. But uh, uh, it's probably because I put it in her, if you know what I mean. But, oh. Um, <laughs> she just slapped me in my arm. Um, so so no other no other funny stories, honey. Thanks for making me look like a little bitch twice tonight. I appreciate that very much. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> uh, funny. All right, continue, All right. Trevor. <laughs> All right, one, one, uh, two more little stories. They're, they're both very short, and then uh, that's it for me tonight. Before we read some other people's stories. Um, so, 2014 at Berkeley. Uh, so, b- 
for whatever reason, both times I've been to Berkeley, it was 14 and 16. Um, it was right around when school was starting again for Berkeley. And Berkeley is a small little town. And the, the Greek theater is right next to the football stadium. And anybody that knows, like, Cal, it's big football. I mean, like, Aaron Rodgers went there. Um, Marshawn Lynch, Deshaun Jackson. Like, it's big for football. And um, the, the first time I ever was there, like I said, in 2014, we were waiting in line. And anytime you needed to use a bathroom, you'd have to basically walk by the football stadium to go find a bathroom. And I walked by one day, and there was all these people out there. And so I was like, what, what's going on? I want to go see and so I walked in and I walked inside the stadium and it was basically like meet the athletes day. And uh, like, it was from every sport, not just football, like all the different sports came there. So like, you know, the five best, five best people from the baseball team were there. Five best people from the, you know, girls softball team from swimming from blah, 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 blah. And the football team had a table too. And I met Jared Goff that day, who now is the quarterback of the Los Angeles Rams. So twice, because of Dave Matthews, I have now either seen or met a pro football player, uh, a pro football quarterback. And uh, my other story from that year, and this one was pretty cool and pretty wild, um, we stayed about a mile away from the venue in a hotel, and we got back, and we went to bed, and probably about 4 in the morning, we wake up, and the room is absolutely violently shaking. And my wife wakes me up. She's like, what is that? What is that? What is that? And without a beat, like I've never been anywhere near – an earthquake before without a beat. I just go, Oh, it's just an earthquake, honey. Go back to bed. And <laughs> like, I had no, and it, it certainly was. And that night, so that was our first earthquake ever. And it was like wild. And that night or the next night, night two of Dave or night three, that was a three nighter. It was one of the two. Um, Dave goes, he says something that night. He's like, y'all sang and danced so loud last night. You made the earth move. And oh, uh, of course. It did. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that was uh, my last little bit about, football player in the crazy earthquake at Berkeley 2014. So we do, we did ask um, some of our listeners and friends to, um, who am I kidding? They're not listeners. They don't give a shit, <laughs> but we did Everyone's ask some people to, yeah, we did ask some people to kind of submit their funny uh, stories, but real quickly before we go into this, I don't have my own story or, I mean, I don't have a story of myself, but I did read this kind of uh funny post here and it says uh the pros and cons of going uh attending a dave matthews band concert and i kind of got a kick out of it while i was listening to y'all talk um so i'm just going to go through these real quickly pro matthews one of a kind uh one of a kind scat singing con matthews one of a kind dork dancing <laughs> pro the parking lot scene is a festive way to psych up for the show con you're liable to pass out in the parking lot before the show even begins um, pro sax player Jeff Coffin and trumpeter Rashawn Ross add bold elements of a soul and bebop straight out of New Orleans nightclub. Con, and this kind of made me upset a little bit. Guitarist Tim Reynolds adds adds tedious blues rock solo straight of a straight out of a fog hat concert. <laughs> pro unpredictable set list including random cool cover songs like Burning Down the House or Princess Sexy Motherfucker. Con unpredictable set list include random lame song from 2005 stand up album. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, pro band members mix a wide range of genres and styles and play whatever they feel like playing. Con band members usually feel like noodling, uh, noodling around until they fall asleep in the middle of a solo. Um, pro, if you want to puff the magic dragon, no problem. Other fans will offer you some of theirs. Con, if you hate weed, too bad. The second hand high will give you the munchies so strong you'll find yourself eating spilled nacho cheese off the floor. <laughs> um, 
Pro allows fans to tape its concerts and added value for cash-strapped slacker fans. Con doesn't offer refunds for its aimless 25-minute versions of Jimmy Thang. Jimmy Thang. <laughs> so I kind of got a kick out of those, and I felt like it was appropriate for our uh, content today. That is funny. So, yeah, as I said, um, we have, uh, we've asked um, some, uh, some people and, um, to submit stories of theirs um, from a Dave concert, funny stories, and um, we kind of decided that we picked three apiece, and some of these are longer, some of these are shorter, so some of the shorter ones we can kind of uh, throw in there. Um, can I, I don't know, this, I'm, I'm, this might be one of Trevor's because he picked out a couple beforehand, but I'm gonna, I just want to start because I really got a laugh out of this. Um, and I'm just going to say first names because some of these last names I can't pronounce, and some people might yeah, not go, appreciate go their ahead. last yep. names. But um, Jacob said, guy peed on my car. I turned on the panic button. The guy freaked out and peed on his friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. That is funny. So I got one here. This is uh, from Jessica, a little bit longer. Alpine tailgate and a group near us had some underage girls who were wasted. One of the girls stumbled up to our tailgate and sat in an empty chair to pass out. Soon after, one of her friends came up to us calling her name Grace and brought her back to their group. Fifteen minutes later, the Alpine golf cart with medics came and had to take her away, but not before the cart stopped in front of someone's tailgate to allow for Grace to puke. We all broke out in the song to the chorus of Grace is Gone. <laughs> I, right? I just love that because Grace is getting hauled out in the paddy wagon, basically, and everyone's singing Grace is Gone to her. <laughs> Chelsea, did you, pick, uh, did you pick some out of these two? No, I don't think I, I, I caught the, the pick three. I just have the one from Kim, who's in the group and probably posted on Trevor's post, but she, she's a friend of mine on Facebook. Oh, I love um, this one. I already know. I'm literally looking at this one right now. I guarantee it's the same one. Is this the one that's just starting tailgating in Atlanta? Yeah. Okay. No. Oh, it's not? Oh. oh, great. I got that one. I got dibs on that one. Son of a bitch. <laughs> no, you can no she said, I mean, this is like a, a Dave and Tim show. Okay. She said, um, at a Dave and Tim show in Miami, Ohio, he totally forgot the words to Christmas song and ended up calling Mary Magdalene a whore. And then <laughs> oh, doing wow. every day <laughs> and doing every day saying, I wish I had a purple cowboy suit on because there was a seriously a dude who walked by in the audience wearing a purple cowboy suit. Oh, that's funny. Oh, Dave. He never disappoints. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mr. I call right, Thumbs, go ahead. You I'll, I'll let you take it. I'm going to give you right. a good night. Uh, so I get to take the story? Go for it. The Kim one? Yeah. The Kim one. This okay. is brilliant. So, this, yeah, it is pretty funny. I, I got a good laugh on this one. So it says, tailgating in Atlanta, a 20-something dude was tailgating next to us with his much older father and got out a bag of shrooms. And by shrooms, we don't mean satakis, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Dad was already wasted, and my friend told the dude that it probably wasn't a good idea for him to eat the shrooms, and the dude replied, but he's my dad. An hour or so later, when walking into the venue, saw them all bunched over looking at all paranoid and crazy. That was awesome. I just picture them sitting in the corner like Gollum. You know what I'm saying? My precious. Same Kim, though. Just so you know. Oh, it is? Oh, it's the same Kim? Yeah, same Kim. Oh, that's funny. Good deal, good deal. Did you? Did she post another post on that, or was it just you talking to her on another situation? Or uh, I posted on my Facebook, and we're Facebook friends. Oh, okay, good deal. Oh, cute. I, I know. Here's one from Kale. It's from 98 at Arrow I'm Hall literally looking at this right now, too. <laughs> uh, my wife and I were right up against the stage. Dave was drinking a lot because his throat was shot. He looked down at the crowd and said, I'm sorry, but I really got to pee. Waits for an instrumental break, darts off the stage with a band kept playing. For what it's worth, he was quick. 
<laughs> so dude just left in the middle of the show to go take a piss. Um, there was a short one here that said, um, "Oh God, let me find it. I had it marked, and then I lost it because I was trying to scroll down and look for the." Was the Bergenstein one? No, the Bergenstein. Yeah, there was a guy that said that, uh, and I mean, I'm probably not going to read this word for word, but I do remember because it happened to me. Said that he was in line waiting in his vehicle, waiting to you know, in traffic to get into the show, and he said that two girls just dropped trowel. And just with peeing on the side of the road, no big deal, not anything blocking them. And I've definitely seen that happen before. Yeah, that way, was Chris. On my way into the same the same venue. Um, there was one, oh, God, let me find Here's this. a short one. Yeah, this go girl, ahead. This girl completely passed out of sleep on her blanket at the back of the lawn. She looked okay, <laughs> but definitely had one too many. Suddenly rose from the dead when Ants started playing. <laughs> I just this, find I that definitely... so funny because Ants is like the one song that everyone is like, if you're not really a fan, like, yeah, you love ants. You are, a, even though I love ants. ants. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you just see this drug cast just hopping up out of the, literally coming back from the dead. Um, here's a good one from Alex. Uh, my sister punched the drunk guy down the hill at Alpine because he was peeing. He continued peeing as he was rolling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that one too. Uh, that is. Funny. Uh, Melissa said, she, so, um, seeing some girl get kicked out of Fenway for peeing in the men's room. She goes, Oh no, wait, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that one. That's great. Yeah. Um, here's one from Darcy. Guy jumping the fence at the gorge over near the path to Cave B and completely face planting in the sagebrush. Dude came up trying to be all nonchalant with greenery stuck in his eyebrow. Hubby and I still laugh about this. That's funny. Matt, this is another one from Alpine. Apparently everyone from Alpine just does dumb shit. Yeah. Alpine parking lot a few years back. Drunk six standing on a roof of her grand dam. I looked at her like, what are you doing? Her. What the fuck are you looking at? I don't give a fuck. Proceeded to jump on the roof of her car, denting her car. She's on top of her own car. Oh, man. Um, here's one from Julie. It was the first year of Rothbury, uh, Michigan. Three nights of concerts that year. They had DMB 311, Snoop, John Mayer, and 60,000 fans. It was crazy. Cops on horses, people passing out momentarily. On whippets, which I've definitely <laughs> yeah. seen, yeah. like insane. Uh, then some guy dressed in either a ballerina or flamingo costume got up on top of the porta potties and started running across the tops of porta potties. Everyone was cheering and laughing. He eventually fell off and hit the ground hard. Nice. All right, here's my last one. All right, um, it's a little bit longer one. So this is uh, I, I'm going to go from uh, with Corey from Deer Creek this year, um, or for Deer Creek because I think Deer Creek's Shows this year were incredible. So they just said Deer Creek N2 one year at the venue campgrounds. Three couches were lit on fire with a fourth on the way. As it was crowd surfing towards the fire, it got sent back by firemen trying to hose down the blaze while everyone's chanting, we don't need no water, let the motherfucker burn. <laughs> about, 200, about 200 people in a circle with a couple of brave souls to try to jump through the almighty fire hose. Huge cop drives up, casually gets out and walks through his trunk. Very slowly puts on leather gloves thinking, screw these hippies, probably. Reaches in the trunk, pulls out a shotgun with beanbags in it, and cocks it. I said, got the hell out of there. Needless to say, the venue campgrounds no longer allow fire since then. <laughs> it's funny because uh, I don't know if you guys were aware, but Morgantown, where De- West Virginia University is, we are very, very famous and well-known for burning couches when uh, really? we win. Yeah, when we win. Yeah, it's funny. You have to look it up because, like, that's a huge thing that we are known for. When we get a big win in football or basketball or something like that, they always burn couches in the fucking streets. I mean, I've seen it as something very funny. Um, here's one from Kelly. Some of these are so short, but it's just like I feel like we have to do these people justice and read these. But uh, Kelly said, a guy busted very drunk and smoking weed at Alpine 
once again, Alpine, Alpine. being carried off in the notorious Alpine golf cart yelling, come on, man, it's just weed. I'll <laughs> yeah. share something with you. As the security <laughs> guy was busting up. Yeah. It's just. No, this one's funny. This one's at SPAC. It's back. Uh, a few years ago during song number 41, a naked woman ran down the right side of the aisle, jumped the fence before the pit, screaming Dave's name, but got tackled on a pile of mulch, looked incredibly painful. <laughs> I saw that one. This is from Jessica. Two chicks randomly started fighting in the bathroom line at Tinley Park in 2009, and the best insult the one girl could conjure was, go on, you old bitch. My sister and I still <laughs> yeah. laugh about it. That is oh, funny. my God. All right, um, I got another one. If we're gonna if we're gonna keep going, I'll go one more here. Yeah, we Jessica, might as well just keep going. Bonnie Springs show in 06, I believe it was. We had seats at the pavilion near the end of the show. A group of bros. I love that too. A group of bros. Everyone always says group of bros with Dave people. A group of bros jumped the rail from the lawn to enjoy the last few songs. It was no big deal until one of them proceeded to piss in a cup that was on the cup holder on the back of my seat. And once it had overflowed, oh. it started to sprinkle on the back of my legs and feet. I was livid and exchanged a few words. After the encore, my friend turned around and tapped the bro on his shoulder and proceeded to dump a cup of piss on his head. <laughs> Dude, I literally just scrolled upon that one while you were reading it. Oh, here's one from the uh, um, Scott had this one. So this was from the other night. Did you guys all watch the uh, the SPAC live stream on that Friday? No, night? I didn't. I, I did. Obviously, with me, I'm always playing music on weekend. Nights, oh yeah, so I that's did right. not yeah. get to watch it. So somebody had a sign. I did. I, I totally it. saw this, and this guy posted this on you. Somebody had a sign, literally, that said. I named my pussy Carter Bulford. I saw that in the pictures on the family page, yeah. though. Which, by the way, get the fuck out. Oh, fuck you. Stupid as shit. No kidding. Um, it's disgusting. This one's from Megan. I saw an old guy at Riverbend who either sat on the brownie or pooped his shorts. He was wearing white shoes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> that's all the, I got. These are just so good, though. I mean, like, there's so many. If you guys, I mean, if there's so many more on here, I very much encourage you. If you're on Facebook, as I'm sure most of you are, join the DMB family page because there's a bunch of just fuckery that goes on this page. Um, real quick, I, I just want to read a couple more, but maybe we should maybe guys... we should end every pod from now on with one funny story. Yeah, I mean that's fine with me. Um, real quickly though, uh, I forget what show it was. It was recently, but Jeff had played the two saxophones. Um, yeah. One time, like people, um, like he's done in the past before. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so I post on there. Like, oh, my God, people are going crazy. Like, Jeff Coffin's never done this before. Jeff Coffin did this with Bell and the Flectones way before he ever joined Dave. Yeah. So, I don't know if you guys saw this. I might I t- well, I, No, I take you in it. I take you on that because we were talking a few nights before about how badass it is when he plays two saxes at once. Yeah. So, that's why I well, take you in it. Well, there, this guy just – gets all irate with me and he's like oh this josh josh Fallsby's cooler than everybody because he's seen him do it before and this guy gets pissed off at me like i'm saying like you fucking idiots have never seen him do this before and i'm, I'm like dude take it easy like all i was saying was like this isn't the first time he's done it yeah it's badass but like you act like he's never done this before like you it's like saying oh my god michael jackson just moonwalked but he'd been doing it for fucking 10 15 years before all i was trying to say was this wasn't the first time he's done it and this guy gets all irate and pissed off at me like i'm trying to say that everybody else is not cooler than me i'm like dude take it easy like i'm not trying to say that anybody's cooler than me and this guy just keeps going and going i'm like dude i've got better things to do than argue with you um and uh no thanks yeah, no, yes, there's, just, dude, there's so many chumbalones out there. You just got to move on. Let so go. uh, this is from Janaya, I'm guessing is, is how you pronounce it. I might be wrong. Hey, he, 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 yeah, Janaya. Um, a few years ago at Spock, 
I was on the lawn, and there was a couple who definitely had a few drinks. They both tumbled down the hill, so we started calling them Jack and Jill. Oh, oh yeah, I saw that. There's just, um, there's so many good ones on here, guys. I, like I said, I encourage you very much to join this um, because, um, you know, you can obviously see all these comments. But uh, it, what would really be great if we could – because also, real quick, I'll just tag us before I forget it. Um, you know, we have a Facebook page, Lying in the Hands of Pod, on Facebook. Um, you could email us with a funny stories, questions, comments. Um, you can also send us voice messages, and we can put them on the show as well. But that is lithopod at gmail.com. Trevor uh, had recently mentioned that I had it spelled wrong on our anchor page, and I, I fixed that very quickly. But um, And we are also on Instagram, right, Chelsea? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. Well, um, you're on Instagram, but our page is on Instagram too, right? Say that again. I said we're on Instagram too, not just you, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, let me let me just make sure that the tag is right. Oh, I have to do this. Um, yeah, L I T H O underscore pod. Lithopod. Lithopod, everybody. Did you did you read this one from um, from Ken or Ken Kim that said um, some highly intoxicated, obviously underage girl being carried out by the paramedics across the lawn? Did you read that one? I think no. I, okay. I think so. Do we? On one of the special chairs before the show began, as they were carrying her out, she was doing oh, the pageant wave. wave. The it, yeah, it's basically the same one I read. Yeah. <laughs> These are just so good. I really like. I'm almost positive that I might have to just do a solo pod by myself and go through one by one and read all these because I'm telling you guys, you guys need you need to follow the DMB family page for obvious reasons because, you know. Um, you know, we're fam- We're all family, and we all love the same thing. But like this post, especially, and Trevor, uh, Trevor had actually made the post, and we had like an overwhelming uh, amount of uh, of uh, submitments from these people. Um, I mean, a lot, a lot. Everyone's gotten the shows. Everyone's seen funny stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. We and like, this is one response. guy that absolutely. There's one guy that said that there was a guy that tore up a beach ball when I got to him in the concert. Yeah, but I saw people defending it, and it made sense. They're like, if it gets anywhere near a taper, the taper is going to blow up that beach yeah. ball real quick because it can damage their equipment. How, that how one I get. The, how about the one guy that said chicks wearing penis sunglasses, and then they posted a picture yeah. of the penis sunglasses? Yeah, it was like some uh, Chelsea. Do you wear party penis? Do you wear penis sunglasses to show, Chelsea? I don't need to wear penis sunglasses. <laughs> what, what, I don't like, know what, what that means. Can you clarify that, Morris? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. You said that so just, confidently just... too. Exactly. I'm confident about the fact that I don't need to be wearing penis sunglasses. We should start every show introducing ourselves and just say, my name's Chelsea if I do not need to wear penis sunglasses. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, I mean, we, we had just an overwhelming amount of uh, of submits for this. And um, um, oh, yeah, the Burgettown one was in traffic heading to Burgettown and seeing a bunch of girls hop out of the car and pop a squat right on the side of the road. And I, I had to call them. I've definitely seen that as well. Yeah, so uh, lithopod at gmail.com. You guys can email us with thoughts, um, uh, questions. If you guys, um, you know, be submitted to the show, you know, send us a voicemail or just send us an email of uh, how you think we're doing, uh, things that you would like us to talk about. And, you know, once we get some more people following our uh, Facebook page, which I believe that we're, you know, we're, we're, we're growing. Um, we're going to, I think that it's a good idea for almost to start like polls every week and then ask people what they would like to hear um, for this week's show. Um, and then, you know, we're always planning and trying to get new things to you guys, whether, you know, not just, uh, not just topics, but new things in the show that you can kind of look forward to hearing every week. Obviously, we want you to look forward to hearing our show every week, but, you know, little bits and pieces in each show that you guys are waiting to hear. Um, 
But uh, yeah, lithopod at gmail.com. You can find us at um, Lying in the Hands of Pod on Facebook. Um, and then, uh, Chelsea, what was the uh, Instagram page again? Litho underscore pod. Litho underscore pod on Instagram. You can find yeah. our podcast on Anchor. Um, you can find our podcast on um, uh, Apple Podcast as well as Stitcher. And then I believe I'm going to start working on getting some on iHeartRadio because I do believe that there's a bunch of people out there that listen to iHeartRadio. I don't myself, but I know that the, I have friends that listen to iHeartRadio. But regardless, you know, I've had a fun time um, with the pod today, guys. I've been waiting and waiting to get this started. I'm sorry that Thursday I kind of had to back out literally in the uh, 11th hour. Is it the 11th hour? Is that the right saying? Or 12th hour? What is it? I think 12th hour. Yeah, I think it's a long. Okay. Well, all right, whatever. Regardless, I'm sorry Some I had to hour. back out. I'm sorry I had to back out five minutes before we were supposed to record, but I'm glad we got to do this. I look forward to talking to you, uh, you two, every week, and I'm glad that we get to sit down and do this. I'm glad there's people out there that want to listen to this. So um, for Chelsea and for Trevor, my name is Falms, uh, a.k.a. Josh, a.k.a. Falms B, whatever you want to call me. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening to Lying in the Hands of Pod, and uh, we will see you all next time. Bye. 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 <laughs> yeah, we need to get that in unison because it will sound so much better. Hey, guys. Thank you very much for listening to Lying in the Hands of Pod. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, Instagram. You send your emails, uh, your questions, comments, anything like that to lithopod at gmail.com. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Anchor. And we're working on getting our podcast onto other formats uh, in the upcoming future. Thank you all for listening, and this has been Lying in the Hands of Pod.